Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number three, two, three, three, twenty-three. How are you doing? How are you doing, you bastards? How are you doing? Folks, before we get started, you know, I was just, I, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people uh, online uh, get attacked uh, about things that happened in their past. And in many cases, uh, that crap's justified because they maybe did some really, really horrible things. And I've been attacked uh, with, with things I said online that are actually things that I meant. And I don't I didn't really care. It's like, yeah, I said this. I meant it. If you don't like it, that's your problem. Not a problem. But sometimes people will dig crap up in the past and purposely make it sound like you said something that you didn't say for the sole purpose of distracting from their uh, something that they did that was wrong or maybe they just want to take a shot at you or hurt you in some way. And that's kind of a bad thing, because nowadays what people do is somebody will say you said something. And instead of the person or the people going to actually investigate what you said, they will attack you because someone else said you said something, which is why when I retweet something, reblog something or post something, I've already read the article. Okay, I've watched the video. I don't just say retweet and I just just say you shouldn't have done that based on someone else saying someone said something. Now, the reason I brought this up is because I did an episode uh, called First Five and I wanted to have a lot of the new people that listen to that listen to the podcast or that come on later on uh, have an opportunity to hear the very first five podcasts that I did. And what I noticed when I started to listen to some of the early episodes is I realized that some of the stuff that I put on there, I, I remember because I remember I hadn't decided whether I wanted to be a podcaster at all. So I had the, I had the microphone and I had the recorder and I literally was walking around performing the pieces into the microphone as if I was a stand up comic. And the problem with that is, is as a stand up comedian, which I've been for a long, long time, I have the benefit of people seeing me. So if I use a facial expression, a subtle facial expression, body movements, body language, hand signals and things of that nature, you can see it. But what I didn't do was I didn't translate that to podcasting. So sometimes when I listen to an old podcast, just for nostalgic purposes, I'll hear bits that I'm doing and I realize that I've lost some of the some of the punch of the bit because I know when I'm performing that particular piece of material and I remember it because I wrote it. I remember that there was a hand motion, a facial expression that was there. And even though the bit still works and people still wrote and told me they liked it, I could tell it was a lot funnier as a stand-up piece because you could actually physically see what I was doing. Because, like as, as I said, I was literally walking around um, the living room or walking around whatever room I was in at the time recording the, sec- the segment as if I was a stand-up comic. And that could be a problem sometimes because people can misinterpret things. And this is what I'm talking about. What I usually do after I record a podcast and it's edited up and then uploaded and everything like that is the next day I'll get in the car and I'll listen to either all of it or some of it in the car just to get an idea of what it sounds like when someone else is listening to my podcast in the car. I'll see what I'm if, what I need to get better at. If it sounds good, I, I just want to have an idea of how people are, are consuming it. So. I'm listening to it and I listen to the first four and it's of, of it. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. I mean, I obviously I've gotten much better because that's four years ago. And I listened to the fifth when I was telling some stories about when I was younger and in the story. And I remember this cause this actually happened. Uh, if you, if you listen to the fifth episode of this podcast, which you probably haven't cause you, you know, that's a long time ago. Or if you listen to that episode called first five, which I'm pretty sure most of you hearing this did, uh, what happened was I was telling the story about when I was younger 
And I've always been the baby of the group. When I started doing comedy, I was 17 years old. And my friends were always 8, 9, 10 years older than I than I was. Well, they're still that much older than me now, obviously. <laughs> and that's how it works. And so, and some of the friends were childhood friends that were hanging around. So we had my cluster of friends. But I have this thing where, and it's always been the, the case, and as I've gotten older, even more so, even when I was younger, for some reason, even strangers, if people are around me for more than a minute and a half, they tell me way too much about themselves. And I thought that was just a normal thing until I started having girlfriends going, why did this guy tell you that? And I have other friends. Why are these people telling you all their secrets, man? And I realized for some reason, that's what people do around me and they feel comfortable. And so they, and the more comfortable they feel, the more they divulge. And so and this is strangers now. So then we come to my friends and so when I was at, I was, we had the gathering with a bunch of my friends and they kept telling me stuff that, you know, it just started to get into sex stuff. And as I explained in that podcast, when you become a friend of mine, if you're married or have a long term girlfriend, if you're a friend of mine for a long period of time, if you're a guy, you're like a brother to me. And I feel that way about you. If you're a lady, my lady friends, you're like sisters to me. I feel that way about you. So if in the beginning of our friendship, if the if the spouse or the boyfriend or girlfriend is new and you're talking about sex stuff, it's really not that big of a deal because I don't know that person. It's kind of an abstract thing. Not a big deal. It's like a person in the ether that I haven't met. Once they become close to me, that becomes a sibling to me almost. So now I don't want to hear, you know, you don't like I said in the podcast, you don't want to hear somebody. You know, If you have a lady friend. You don't want to hear about what she did to her husband because now your husband, her husband's like a brother. And I really don't want to hear about what somebody's doing in my brother's balls. I'm not interested. If the guy's a friend of yours and his wife is like a sister to you, I don't want to hear about stuff you wanted to do to her butt, did to her butt, she did to your butt. I don't want to hear it. And they kept doing it. And, and like the kind of detail that would make a doctor go, look, um, I know I'm your doctor, but um, maybe you should keep that to yourself. That's what I'm talking about. So in this particular case, everybody kept doing it. This is before I told them to stop doing it, which I don't care about now. I mean, I was in my 20s. I'm about to turn 50. People tell me everything. I don't care anymore. Nothing embarrasses me. Um, so at the time, it was like the first person. Come on, I don't want to hear that. The next one, I don't hear. It had been five or six people that did that. The last couple who, was, who were close friends of mine, um, well, they, well, one of them still is. They broke up and the other one went some, I think the other one moved out of the country or something. The other guy moved out of the country. And my boy is still my boy. Uh, he's part of this a gay couple, and he and he and he just comes in and, and like I said, they're my, they're like brothers to me, and he starts talking about what he was doing to his boyfriend, and I'm going, dude, y'all like brothers to me. I don't want to hear this crap. Did you not just hear me tell everyone else not to do that? So when the bit, as I was telling him to stop because I got tired of them all telling me about their sex stuff, I said, I don't know what you people do, but I do stuff more disgusting than you, and I don't tell you about it. Now. If you saw me perform the bit, you would notice that when I said, I don't know what you people do. I was actually moving my hand around to indicate everybody in the room who had said stuff to me that I didn't want to hear. If you saw me do the stand up version, which was a condensed version with more jokes packed into it, you would see me moving my hand around to indicate that I was talking about everybody in the room. But when I was listening to it, I noticed that I know that I'm waving my hand around. But in the podcast, you can't see me waving my hand around. So it so it sounded like I was talking to just my friends, the last people I was talking to who were gay. So it sounded like I was like, I don't care what you people do, but that's not what happened. And I wanted to make sure I clarified that. And that was the first time I actually in my life went back and edited episodes of my own podcast 
uh, because of a mistake. Now, nowadays, if I was to do that bit, I would do it a little different. I'd be like, look, I, w- I, would, I would, it would be more along the lines of, you know, they would say something that I'd, I'd go, look, 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 look. And then I would illustrate. I, and I would say, hey, you know what? So I stood up and I pointed around the room indicating everybody. And I said, listen, I don't care what you people do, meaning everybody in the room. I would have, I would have spelled it out. But it didn't sound that way. So I went and edited it out. You know, but but obviously when you down when you upload a podcast and it goes out into the ether, there's a bunch of people that downloaded it. And I'm sure there's podcatchers that I don't that I'm not aware of that are snatching my RSS feed and putting it on their thing because that's happened before. And and, uh, and the next thing you know, you'll have people going, look at him. All this stuff he's talking about supporting gay rights his entire life, including his relatives and friends and all of the stuff and doing these 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 benefits and voting for gay rights and all of this kind of stuff. <laughs> One time, I think he may have maybe kind of maybe said something that he maybe didn't kind of say it. And well, OK, maybe he didn't say it. And it don't really sound like he said it, but I'm going to pretend like it sounded like he said something bad so I can score some political points, because that's what could possibly happen in the future if I ever become a celebrity. I can picture myself now, you know, five, ten years now, maybe some, I get some kind of big break and I'm on some show or some Netflix crap or whatever the hell. And by the way, I just want to say when I said Netflix crap, uh, I didn't mean that Netflix is crap because I hope at some point in the future you guys will <clears throat> give me some money. <laughs> F y'all, I'm trying to save my I'm trying to save my ass. Not but the other stuff, but the Netflix thing. OK, F y'all. Back to the story. But you'll be, I'll be out there, I'll be out there, you'll see me. And comedian podcaster S. Anthony Thomas is out there speaking at the Gay Rights Parade. Listen, I want to say right now that I'm getting tired of the, after all this time, we're still fighting for the rights of our gay brothers and sisters. Yeah. Okay, I'm sick of this. All right. And I want to let you know right now that I support you. I've always supported you and I always will support you. Yeah. It's Anthony. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm evil dude on a on a on a on a racist cable network. Let me tell you something, Mr. S. Anthony Thomas. Maybe you all love him and his stupid show with his has been self. I know his show's the number one show in the country, but I'm going to say has been because I feel like being re, uh, mean for no particular reason. OK, and he's not funny. OK, he won three straight Grammys for his comedy releases but that doesn't mean anything the grammys are all the, the gender <laughs> anyway and this podcast is okay so it looks like he's successful but i'm saying he's not because i'm mad at him because he's helping something that i don't like but listen to me you people if you think he loves you so much listen to this I don't know what you people are doing. See, I don't need to play what happened before or after or his explanation. And I don't want to use his entire life history of supporting gay rights. Forget all of that. I'm going to play this part one time. And I'm telling you right now, gay people, be mad at him. I don't care what you people say. See, listen to that. <laughs> Forget about context or his, or his actual complete life history. I'm going to use this against him. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you're not, jackass. Because I know that's what will probably happen. That's why I want to put this out. And, and here's the thing. A whole bunch of people heard the podcast and nobody was offended by it. And they understood because they knew me. But like I said, there's going to be new people coming along that don't know me. And I want to make sure that they understand what's going down. So future people who decided you're going to try to pick through anything that I've said and try to turn it into something that I didn't say, I would like to say pre-bleep you. 
bleep you, sit on something sharp, sit on something hard, throw yourself on the ground and land in some dog crap. That's all I got to say. Okay. Because I was in the car listening to it and I'm going, man, I mean, I understand what the deal is, but I don't want people to think people to get the wrong idea. So I went and I cut out that little part right there because I just didn't want people to get the wrong idea, you know. So I just wanted to let everybody know that even though none of you complained and even though a whole bunch of you listened to it and even though everybody knew what the deal was, I I know that at some point this audience is going to expand beyond people who've seen me do stand up and people who will follow me on Twitter. And I don't want to give some jackass some ammunition 10 years from now when I'm on Netflix and I'm dominating Netflix and they change the name of Netflix to S. Anthony Flicks. Hi, I'm the guy that runs Netflix. He's so damn incredible. We're actually going to change our corporate logo to him. Uh, we're going to change the name of the company to S. Anthony Flicks. And because uh, that's how incredible he is. <laughs> There's a chance that could happen. F y'all. So I just wanted to put that out there before. So I, I can just get that out there to head off that. Even though I don't think it's going to be a problem. I really don't. I'll be honest with you. And uh, I just wanted to say that. Okay. You bastards. Now. Let's talk about what I wanted to talk about originally, damn it, because that's the kind of guy I am. (laughs) I wanted to talk about beautiful quicksand, my friend. That's what I really wanted to talk about in this episode. Beautiful quicksand. And I know what you're thinking. Yes. Yes, audience. The hell are you talking about? But you said the first part of the show made sense. You were explaining how sometimes people try to take stuff out of context and use it against you. I get that. But then you switched over and you started talking about beautiful quicksand. What the hell are you talking about? Well, I'll tell you because that's what I do on the show. (laughs) Here we go. Beautiful quicksand, my friend. Now, what do I mean by beautiful quicksand? You know, we all know what quicksand is, right? You know what quicksand is. It's out there. You're walking around. Maybe you see it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you can tell what it is. Maybe you don't. It might even look beautiful, right? You're out in the desert somewhere. You're someplace. You're in the jungle, whatever. It looks beautiful. Hey, this is great. And your feet are a little wet, but you don't, you don't know why. And now you're sinking. You don't even really realize you're sinking right away. But now you're down to your knees. And they're going, well, it's not that big of a deal. I'll turn around. But you can't turn around. And now you're down to your waist. And now you're down to your chest. And now your ass is dead because it was beautiful you stepped in it you didn't pay enough attention and now you're done but it was beautiful but it was also quicksand but it was beautiful but it was also quicksand and i know right now that i avoided some beautiful quicksand my friend how do i know i'll tell you what i'm talking about there was somebody that i know a lady that i run across every once in a while and every time I run across, you know, you ever have somebody that you want to jump on top of so badly that it that drives you nuts? Well, she's that for me. Well, well, one of a couple of ladies like that for me. And it never lined up properly. I'm not the kind of guy that likes to cheat. So if I have a girlfriend, she's it. I don't cheat. I don't even I don't behave away from a girlfriend any way that I would behave if she was right there. That's the truth. So when I had a girlfriend, she was available. But I had a girlfriend, so I wasn't really that interested. You know, I was cool. I had a lady. When I have a lady, I don't need anybody else. Then the lady was not part of my life anymore, and then she was seeing somebody. And when my lady was no part of not, not part of my life anymore, and I'd healed up from that relationship, I was like, you know what? I really wanted to get with that lady anyway, and she's available. I'm gonna go over there, and when I, when if I see her, I'm gonna run and I'm gonna try to take a shot at being with her, and get that she's seeing someone. Damn. 
And then I'd forget about her and I'd start dating someone and I'd start dealing with someone and getting it on with someone and then she'd be not a, she'd be available and I'm going, well, I really don't care because I'm with someone. It's not really that big of a deal. Then that relationship would end and I'd be like, aha, now it is a big of a deal. Ha ha, I'm going to try to get it on without she's, she's seeing somebody. Damn. Well, right now I have no girlfriend. Yeah. And I ran into her and she has no boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, well, alrighty then. <laughs> I am going to do this new thing called uh, getting it on with her, dating her, and then banging her, and then having her be my girlfriend, and then marrying her, and then we have babies. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Especially the banging part. <laughs> Upon investigation, I realized that she's beautiful to me beautiful 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 yeah but i also know upon finding out a little bit more about her than just seeing her and talking to her for five or ten minutes at a pop and when you're running into each other i realize now it's beauty she's beautiful quicksand oh no i started to find out a little bit more about her family life and her ex-boyfriends oh no you have to realize something. When you become, uh, you get into a relationship with someone, you're not just dating, marrying them. You're dating, marrying everything that's around them, right? She has an adult daughter. I don't care. I'm almost 50. Anybody I date's probably going to have an adult daughter. Doesn't matter, but her adult daughter is nuts. How can I put it this way? I'll put it this way to be more polite. She has problems, and her problem She's nuts. The kind of person that bursts out and starts wanting to fight people all of a sudden, right? She starts fights everywhere. She will start fights when there's really no reason to fight. What time is it? What time is it? Time to kick your ass, y'all. Yeah, I mean, wow, right? There were times and I didn't even know. There were times I ran across her, didn't even know she was the daughter of the lady I wanted to jump on top of and saw her getting in the fights with people. And I'm going, wow, that's crazy, right? And then I found that, oh, no, she's the daughter of the lady I want to jump on top of. Oh, no. Right. So what that means is now that she's the lady that she's a, the, the daughter of the lady I want to jump on top of. If I start jumping on top of this lady, I will be obliged to jump in when she starts fights with people. Oh, no. Now, if it's a legitimate fight, somebody's attacking her or doing her wrong, of course I would jump in. But I'm not going to want to jump in when somebody asks her, is the store open? And she suplexes the bastard. I'm not going to do that. Right? But then again, she's an adult. She's going to go about her way, right? And she can obviously take care of herself. I've seen her beat up 12 people by herself while eating a sandwich. Not a problem. I don't have to jump in. I'll just help sweep the bodies off into the street because she kicks ass. That's all I got to say. Okay, I can overlook that. Not a big deal. She's an adult. She lives, you know, she lives in a different state. Not a big deal. She pops in a lot, but she lives someplace else. Not a big deal. There'll be some interesting stories out here, over here, over the phone while I jump on top of her mom. And then that, that okay, not a problem. I mean, that's not the first lady I've ever dated that had wacky relatives. Not a problem. Okay. <laughs> Ex-boyfriends. <sighs> Ex-boyfriends. 
You know how sometimes ex-boyfriends just don't want to give up? And I'm not talking about the ones that are violent and want to burn your car up or blow up your house. I'm talking about the ones that are just annoying, the ones that show up all the time, the ones that are trying to sabotage stuff, the ones that don't know how to go away, the ones that stay well too in, they stay in contact with the parents so much as if, as if they're still dating the daughter. What the hell is that? I don't want this guy. You when you go, you, you deal with your, the lady, you go over to her mother's house and then this dude sits they're eating a bowl of pasta what the hell is this crap not a big deal that's not her fault but i still don't feel like dealing with that crap but you know but then again you know what i'm almost 50 years old the women i date are going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 34 to 50 so it's like it's what, what, what difference does it make like i said it's not a big deal but what i think that they never had any, any exes before they met me not a problem not a big deal like i said her daughter is an adult doesn't live here this dude as it turns out probably only shows up three or four times a year not a problem i'll either bite my lip or not be around not a problem he's i mean it's not like he's going to not a big deal no problem no problem ex-boyfriend number two this is the kind of guy that you kind of see all around all the time and you're kind of wondering 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 if it's a coincidence And then you start realizing, no, it's not a coincidence. This guy's just kind of hanging around, waiting for you to make a mistake so he can try to make his move. And you don't want this guy around. So you got the guy in there eating a bowl of pasta and the guy out there trying to take pictures of you when you're shaking your hands, when you're hugging your sister, going, ha ha, who's that? That's my sister. Oh. Well, I'm watching you, buddy. <laughs> okay, well, hey, look, you got a you got a daughter that beats up people. You got a guy that, for some reason, can't make his own pasta, and you got a guy running around with an iPhone eight taking pictures because he every time he sees you with a female, and he's like your sister, your mother. He's taking pictures. Not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. Not a big deal. I could deal with that. Not the first time. And did that boyfriend number three? Oh. Oh, this guy now. Oh, he's working in the same office with her. Oh, that's fantastic. So you got the other boyfriend working in the office. You got the boyfriend running around with his iPhone egg zooming in on your ass. You got the other boyfriend sitting in the house eating pasta. And you got the you got the you got the daughter who's walking around playing the soundtrack to Enter the Dragon and sidekicking people in the face. Uh, I don't know if I can handle all of that. She's wearing a sundress. I changed my mind. Maybe I can't handle it. <laughs> Right. And then all of a sudden you realize it's not just that because you can't blame a lady for people, other people around her being nuts. And it's not about blaming the lady for, for the people around her being nuts. Sometimes people who have so much trouble around them, even if they're a good person, it's just not worth the trouble. Right. You know what I'm talking about? You've gone to a store. You want to buy something from the store. Maybe you want a pack of gum, right? It's not even the pack of gum you're going to open. It's the pack of gum you're going to throw into the glove compartment. You got four sticks of gum left, right? You don't really need the gum now. You only use one of those a day. You can come back tomorrow. You can come back later on that day. But you want to get, hey, the store is open. I look through the window. There's almost nobody in there. I'll think I'll go to the store. You get out of the store and there's six guys standing out the store begging people for money, trying to open up the door, harassing people, following them to the car, and you're going... It's not the store's fault, but I just don't feel like dealing with that right now. Back to the lady. You start to meet her relatives. Oh, 
And you start to realizing that the boyfriend that was actually walking around zooming up, taking pictures of your ass with an iPhone 8, the boyfriend that's had a job and the boyfriend that's for some reason likes to eat San Giorgio pasta at his, her mom's house and a daughter who's jumping out the dressing in a spider-man outfit and swinging down on a rope and kicking people in the face you realize those are the most sane people around her mm. her mom is nuts her dad nuts siblings nuts ex-boyfriends nuts kids nuts and you realize she's beautiful, but oh, it's beautiful quicksand. As much fun as it would be to be with her, everything around her would just drag you down. So I had to step up off of that, right? I had to step up off of that situation. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it, right? Now, this is the kind of assessment I was able to, to pick up uh, kind of quickly. You know, I was like, I just don't want to deal with that. If I was a younger guy, I probably would have put up with it. When I was younger, I put up with a lot of stuff because I wanted to jump on top of somebody. If I was a younger guy and I saw her in that sundress that she was wearing, when she was basically, you know, I, I would have been like, look, I don't care if you got a weapon and you're firing at relatives of mine from across the street. I would say, listen, he must have done something. Look at that ass. I mean, that's what I would have been like in my 20s or 40s. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean just the 20s, not the not the 40s, eh? because it was much more mature. <laughs> that ass. I mean, stop, stop, stop. You're objectifying people. You know what I know? She's really, really hot. F y'all. Back to the story. But I realize it's more, it's more beautiful quicksand, man. I just don't want to sink, in, sink into the beautiful quicksand. You know what I'm talking about. Social media is beautiful quicksand, too, if you really, really think about it, right? How many times have you ever actually sat back and realized how much time you spend staring at your phone hmm, or your tablet? Hmm? Now, the hour or so per week that you listen to me, I mean, that's actually, you know, beautiful nutrients. That's different than beautiful the quicksand because listen to, to me is like nutrients. It's good for you. <laughs> I know there's some hypocrisy there, but so what? Shut up. Just keep listening to me, damn it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but social media can be like beautiful quicksand too, my friends. I noticed it was like that for me because I would sit there and I would just be incessantly looking at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and reading this and checking out that and listening to this and reading that and I'd spend all this time and I realized I should be spending a little more of that time actually I don't know writing jokes for my upcoming stand-up routine maybe I mean I do invest time in it but shouldn't I shave a few hours off of social media and start spending that time with I don't know writing jokes rehearsing Mm -hmm. shouldn't I shave a couple more hours off of being on social media and looking at stuff on social media and thinking about stuff on social media and I don't know do a few more crunches and hit the heavy bag a little more and lift a little more weights and run a little more because mm -hmm. sometimes you open up that phone and open up that tablet and you'll be sitting there and think oh that's interesting oh that's an interesting story oh Trump did what oh that's interesting oh what what the Democrats did what the Republicans did what who's what who's dating what who did what who wrote what joke what huh hmm? huh look at these stats and you realize three hours has gone by and you could have used two of those hours doing something productive oh, the beautiful quicksand of social media grabbed the hold of you and sucked you down we have to do whatever we have to do my friends to avoid the beautiful quicksand looks good looks good at first but very very slowly it drags you down it's like if i had gone up with that lady i would have been very very slowly 
dragged down, right? I would have been on the way to a comedy club gig and I would have gotten a phone call. Oh my God, she got arrested for fighting again. You got to give me a ride. You got to help me out. You have, I need some money because we need to bail her out. We got to baby, 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 baby. Uh, oh, I need to borrow the car. I need to bail her Right? I would have been a nice guy to some of these douchebags hanging around her. The guy would have walked in the house and her ex-boyfriend would have been sitting there eating pasta at the mom's house and I would have been nice about it. And then, of course, when you're nice to certain people, they take certain liberties and all of a sudden he would go from eating pasta to coming over on movie night and I'm going, what the hell is this guy doing here on movie night? And then I would have had to go, look, dude, get the hell out of here. Or, or not say technically get the hell out of here because I can't kick somebody uh, somebody else's house. But I would have been upset about the fact that this jackass is around too much and they would have been looking at me like oh he's insecure look at him just because someone who used to have sex with his girlfriend last year is now hanging around the house all the time and continuing a close relationship with her family and hanging around more than natural and normal and just because someone else who had sex with her a couple of years earlier than that is now working at the office with her just because some nutcase who used to get it on with her three years ago is now driving around taking pictures of your ass with an iPhone 8 is around oh you're so insecure no I'm not insecure you bastards I don't like that crap and it's making me feel bad you should be more manly than that you should not care to the fact that three people used to be up inside your girlfriend and and people she would love before you were hanging around and at an unhealthy way you should be okay with it you should be okay with the fact that her her, her daughter is now buying weapons <laughs> right and I would have been upset and bummed out and dragged down. I would have been made to look like the bad guy in the situation. Oh you can't handle it huh loser sucker punk oh And I've been dragged down into the beautiful quicksand. Because you know how it is sometimes. All these problems are bothering you and they're making you feel bad. And you're going, oh, I feel guilty because I feel, oh, I should be. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, it's not like she's sleeping with them or anything like that. Now, you know, and I, I mean, she did break up with them and never got back with them before she met me. So, you know, maybe, maybe. And you start rationalizing stuff, right? Feeling bad. Right. And then next thing you know, you go over to her house and you walk over there. She got some stuff from Victoria's Secret and you're still a little bit mad. But now that she's standing there in the Victoria's Secret stuff and she's got whipped cream on her shoulders. I'm not who am I kidding? I don't have to keep this clean. This is my podcast on our tits. And you're going, is that a top? No, this is whipped cream on my tits. Could you come over and jump on top of me? And then you jump on top of her. And this is somebody you've been wanting, you've been wanting to jump on top of for about five, six, seven years. And you're finally jumping on top of her, not only jumping on top of her, but jumping on top of her regularly and you thought about how much fun it would be and how great it would feel to jump on top of her and now the actuality of jumping on top of her is actually 10 times better than you thought it would be to jump on top of her and you're going man I've been wanting to jump on top of her for such a long period of time I cannot stop jumping on top of her I know, I know that her daughter just uh, threw a hand grenade across the street at somebody had looked at her funny. And I know her three boyfriends are actually downstairs with rare, with equipment listening to her yell when I'm banging her. I know those sick bastards are down there waiting for that crack to get back at her, big back with her. I understand that, but it doesn't matter. I gots to get me some of this woman. And then four hours later after the sex, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not as young as I used to be. Three hours and 12 minutes after the sex, you're back to fighting and going through all of the stuff. The beautiful quicksand <laughs> pulls you down. And I decided I did not want to go through the beautiful quicksand. So I made it a point to just make sure that I did not go there. I stayed away from all of that. You know, stayed away from all of that. 
I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, uh, I'm not saying that I'm a, I have complete willpower. I mean, you may, like I said, you may hear some podcasts in the future where it's a podcast called S. Anthony Bangs, the girl that he talked about in episode 323 plus Granny Sweet Button the same day. That may happen. But I'm saying as of right now, I've got control. We should all have control, my friends. You can't let the beautiful quicksand pull you down. Okay, that's what I wanted to say, man. I mean, that's what, that's what I've been wanting to talk about on this podcast the whole time, about not having the quicksand, the beautiful quicksand, pull you down. You know? But I'll tell you this, man. It, it, as I sit here and think about it, you know, I mean, most relationships fail anyway, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, until you find the one person that you wind up married to or, or living with or spending a long period of time with, most of those relationships are going to fail anyway, you know. And I do want to have the experience of, 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 of banging that hot woman that I've been wanting to bang for five or six years. So maybe I should just, you know, bang her anyway, you know. I mean, I wouldn't lie to her like, I'm in a relationship with you. I would just say, look, you know, you're not seeing anyone. I'm not seeing anyone. Why shouldn't we just bang each other? I wouldn't put it that way, but I would be basically letting her know that could we just bang for a while to see if we enjoy uh, this uh, and see, see where it goes. Maybe I should do that. Or maybe I should just tell you the truth and tell you that I, we, I already banged her like 12 times and um, and it was great. And then but we realized that it, it, it wouldn't work. I mean, it would work just of what I was banging, but the, the relationship wouldn't work, you know. Okay, I'm going to admit it. I banged her a bunch of times. Okay, okay. So what? Don't judge me. You didn't see her. Shut up. Just went to the thing, got the blood test. I'm clean, cheese clean, and I jumped on top of her and put in that good work. Yeah, I said it. And I hope her boyfriends, the old ex-boyfriends, are out there listening to it so they can learn something because they ain't me. Okay, full disclosure. I'm going to tell you some more truth. Remember I said the four hours was real, three hours and 12 minutes? I'm not. I'm now going to tell you the full truth. It was three hours and 11 minutes. <laughs> okay, that, that, that last one was a lie. F y'all. <laughs> Segment over. All right, everybody. Uh, let me ask you this. I, I live in the Northeast Corridor of the United States. I'm not going to get into any specifics and I'm not going to say what state it is, but it rhymes with blue blurzy. <laughs> Just to, yeah, that's too close to the real th- never mind. Like I said, I'm, that's not where it is. <laughs> Cut down on the stalkers. Anyway, <laughs> but but I'm originally from Philadelphia and I spent a lot of time in my hometown. And uh they have what they refer to as poppy stores. Uh, they call them I guess they call them bodegas in New York. Or they used to, or whatever. But uh, in 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 Philly, they call them poppy stores, and they're like they're uh, Dominican people who run the stores, maybe some Puerto Rican folk who run the stores. But they call them poppy stores. I don't know if that's a derogatory term, so I'm just letting you know what the people in the in the in the, uh, in the town call them. And then, and quite frankly, some of the people in the stores uh, call them poppy stores themselves. I don't know if that, would, but I'm just giving you an idea of what I'm talking about. That's what they're called. And usually, those stores are pretty cool insofar as. You know, some of the ones that I, I used to see didn't really mark up the products that much because a lot of times they go buy the products and uh, obviously they can't have the same low prices that a gigantic store. They can't compete with Walmart or anything. So they have to mark up the products a little bit, you know, so they can get some profit there, too. So a lot of times you go into these stores and you'll see all sorts of products. You'll see. I, I remember going into stores and you see like bicycle pumps, hair nets, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, all the kind of things that whatever people in the neighborhood are buying. 
over the course of time, they start to weed out the products that, that, that are not moving and they make they keep the products that are that are actually moving. And, you know, sodas and in the back of the poppy stores, they'll sell cheesesteaks, hoagies, sandwiches and things of that nature. The baby food, uh, dog food and, you know, that kind of crap, cupcakes and all that, chips and all that. The kind of stuff that you're going to buy when you want to run across the street and grab something really quick. No one really walks out of a poppy store. There's no shopping carts in poppy stores. First of all, there's no room for uh, shopping carts in poppy stores because they're usually so crammed in with product that even the aisles are kind of kind of thin. But every neighborhood has them all over the place. And I go to those stores. And it's to the point now when I walk in, uh, they know me. And they, you know, if they don't, if they don't know my name, which usually they do, you know, they have like a nickname for me or something like that when I walk in. And uh, it's great. I like going there. The downside to the stores, my friend, is there's always somebody... There's always ladies flirting with the dudes in the store, you know, and it, it's and which is which is not a big deal under normal circumstances. But it's a big deal when you're in a hurry. Right. When you're in a hurry, you ain't trying to deal with that crap. Now, I go into this particular poppy store. I buy something. I buy something that's a hot sandwich and I want to eat it while it's hot. I'm not too far away from where I'm going to be staying at this particular time. I'm a couple of blocks away. I can go to the store. I can buy my sandwich. I can pay the money and I can walk the hell out of there. And I haven't been eating too many sandwiches lately. I've been staying away from the bread. I've been staying away from a lot of the meat. So I'm going to have this little sandwich here. Not a big deal. I'm treating myself. This is my junk food thing or my my cheat not my cheat meal or whatever it is so i want to just enjoy it i want to enjoy it i want to enjoy it and i don't want anybody to f it up because it's the kind of thing where you don't want to reheat it because some things when you reheat them they're not as good as when uh, as they were before you had to reheat the damn things right so i go to the counter and at the counter, I notice, oh, no, the guy at the poppy store has decided to move into the 21st century. And all of a sudden, instead of just taking the, the, the product on the counter, telling you how much it cost or showing you the price or whatever and adding it up in an old adding machine, they've now got the scanner like they have at the supermarket. Boop. Great. Great. But then I started thinking, wait a minute, if you really think about it. It actually would be a little bit faster with him doing that because then he can just go beep, boop, beep, boop, throw it in the bag, take the bread, and you can walk out. So, you know what? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm going to get out of this store quickly. I'm going to get to eat this sandwich. It's going to be nice and hot. It's going to be great. Then I'm going to go back to the damn salads right after it. But I'm going to get to eat this sandwich. It's going to be great. It's not working. And instead of just realizing that it's not working and just going back to the old system, which he has the opportunity to do, the old cash register is right there. The cash register still works independent of the scanner. He does not want to do that. Oh, no, he just wants to sit there and curse and curse and curse in front of children and curse and curse and curse and try to fix it, which he doesn't know how to do, and curse and curse and curse and then get on the phone with the IT department for this machine and then curse and curse and curse at them. Meanwhile, the line is getting longer. Oh, no. I'm watching the guy make my sandwich. We're making small talk. I'm getting distracted because I'm looking at the, the, the monitor that they use to surveil the store. And I see that there's a line of people as the man behind the counter is now cursing and cursing and cursing and cursing and pointing at the machine as if the guy on the phone can see what he's pointing at and cursing and cursing and cursing and cursing. And now people in line are getting upset. Come on, Poppy. Come on, man. Don't worry about that, man. Look, all I got is one soda and a bag of chips. You know, I even give you two dollars. I don't even get, you ain't got to give me no change. I got to get out of here, man. Come on, man. 
man. Oh, wait a minute, Bobby. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Bobby. And he goes, and then, and then more people are in line. And then some people are huffing and puffing and walking out. And then people are huffing and puffing and walking out, waiting a couple of seconds, and then getting back in. And now they got to get, I'm already here. I'm out to just get what I'm going to get. And now they're angry and they're in line. And now he puts the phone down. Sorry about that. Great. My sandwich is about to be finished. I get the sandwich. I walk and I look at the line. I'm going, oh. And I can feel my sandwich is still hot, so I'm okay. There's six people in front of me. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. I'm going to be fine. First person goes away. All they have was a soda and a bag of chips, like I just said. He's out. Dollar thirty-five. Bang. Right? Next lady has one of those EBT cards, you know, the car where you get the assistance. Not a problem. But unfortunately, 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 for some reason, even though you can tell by the car that it's been used a whole bunch of times and she's had it for a while, for some reason, she still hasn't figured out that you can't buy cigarettes with it. I'm trying to figure out what the hell she's thinking. You can't buy cigarettes with an EBT card and you can't buy hot foods. You know, like it says right there at the counter, right above the machine, you're swiping no hot foods. And now he's fighting with the guy trying to get him to, to making this exception in this case not realizing that, that at any point in time if he actually made that exception in this case what would happen is somebody could report him and then all of a sudden he can't take the cards at all and then they'll take his ability to take the cards take the ebt cards and then somebody you'll walk in here the next day and he won't even have the machine and then you'll be fighting with him again because you can't use a machine that's not there and then you'll go to another store he can't have that and she's arguing with the bastard trying to get him to break the law but he won't do it and she goes well forget you then and puts the food on the counter curses at him and walks out and now he's cursing because she left food on the counter because now they can't resell it because she already started eating off of it. And he's mad at it. I don't know what the hell he just said, but I'm pretty sure a couple of those words were curse words, you know, because when you look, when you don't speak a language, I don't speak Spanish, but I know some of the curse words. OK, let me be honest with you. Uh, most of them were curse words. Next person goes up to the thing. Fantastic. Boop. And the next bit the pap, but the bop, the bop. As it turns out, there were more people in line than I thought because some of the people decided they didn't want to get in line. They just wanted to hover around the counter. I thought they were just talking. But as it turns out, they're in line. Right? But the people in line didn't know they were in line. So now the people in line are fighting with the people who pretended that they weren't in line and tried to jump in line and they're about to kick each other's ass. And the guy behind the counter goes, hey, go, go. he comes from around the counter with a baseball bat chases him out and while he's doing that people are standing there going that's enough that's enough he gets back behind the counter puts the baseball back down he's about to work with the next person to get that I'm, I'm getting closer to the counter and I can feel that my sandwich is still very warm it's not hot but it's very warm good enough I'll be home in a few minutes not a big deal bop de bop scoop dop de bill not a big deal next person goes up to the counter pays out next person pays out next person pays out oh yeah Ah, this is great. There's like one, two ladies in front of me. They and hopefully, and it looks like they're together because they put the stuff on the counter. Fantastic! They're gonna pay for their stuff. They're gonna get the hell out. It's gonna be over. I'm gonna get home. Gonna unwrap a Sammy. Gonna put it in my mouth. Clump, 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 clump. Gonna eat it up good, and then back to salads. Not a problem. Not a problem. He's about to turn. They're putting the stuff on the counter. They don't have enough money for the stuff on the counter. And now it's the let's show them how attractive we are show because they're both very attractive young ladies with fantastic, delicious bodies, you know, but I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather munch on both of them than the damn sandwich, but, but that's beside the point. And 
I really would rather munch on them than the sandwich. <laughs> Moving on. And now they're all sitting there and they're leaning over the counter and they're telling him how good his hair is and calling him poppy. He, he, he. One of them goes over. And I think I'm going to change this bag of chips with this other bag of chips. He takes the bag of chips on the counter. She gets a bag of chips that's at, at the tray of chips that's right in front of the counter. But, of course, she gets the one where she has to bend over for a really, really long time while she decides. Even though all the chips on that level are exactly the same type of chip, there's nothing to decide. You can see that it's sour cream and onion chips. You reach down and grab one. She's looking at the sour cream and onion chips as if she's trying to decide from which which one of these perfectly identical bags that are exactly the same as every other bag do I want. They're all the same price. They're all the same product, but I can't decide which one I want, and I'm going to keep twerking my ass at the counter while he decides, and the guy behind the counter is looking at her ass, and you can almost see his face. You ever see those old cartoons where the guy's looking at a hot woman and it turns into a wolf, and you hear that that sound, auga, auga. You can see that on his face. And then I realized that was not his face; that was my face in the mirror. <laughs> F y'all, back to the story. And the other lady's leaning her delicious breast on the counter. I was wondering if we could just, you know, because I don't have enough money right now. But you know, I'm on, the, you know, I'm not live right down the street. I could give the money, get get big, get big, get busy, get big, get. And the other lady's got a delicious ass in the air, and this other lady has there's a delicious breast all up in the guy's face, and he's like, ha ha, auga, auga, with the wolf face. And then I realize once again that's my face in the mirror because I they, 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 don't judge me, f y'all, <laughs> right? And he's like, Lizzie, mommy, I don't think I did. And he's just about to let them. And I don't care if he gives them a discount. I don't care. Not my store. My sandwich is warm. Uh, still within acceptable range where I could just open it up and eat it and not have to reheat it and, and, and ruin it a little bit. Not a problem. All he's got to do is finish this transaction, finish this transaction, finish this transaction. You know, I, I was even I was even willing to give the ladies. I, I would have given them a dollar. You know, you know, I was, I was like, hey, I got a buffet. No, that's OK. Because basically they, they now that they've already invested in sticking their asses and boobs in this dude's face, they want to manipulate him, not manipulate me. Not a problem. I don't care. I just want to send my sandwich. I say, hey, I can give you the money for the sandwich. No, no, Bobby, they're late as the first. I'm not trying to cut in front of them. I'm trying to get the hell out. And he's just about to give them the I love your delicious breasts and your delicious buttocks discount. Phone rings. It's the IT guy from the damn cash register. And now he's cursing at that guy again in Spanish and English. Every other word's a curse word. Every other word's English and Spanish. You maricon, you mother He's going through all this stuff. I know one, I know that was a really bad curse word right there. You wicked. And I was, I was like, wow, he called him. You know, and I was like, damn, what kind of crap is that? And you know, and he puts it on speakerphone and the guy's yelling back at him in Spanish. You They're both calling each other slurs and everything like that. Right. And meanwhile, the ladies that are bending over are now shoving chips into their pants. And they go, we'll be back, Poppy. And they walk out the store and I'm like, you know what? I don't care. So I walk up to the counter. He won't take my money. And I'm looking at the guy like, just take the five bucks. I don't even want to change. No, Poppy, I don't want to take, I don't want to rip you off, man. And I'm looking at the guy like, I, I, I want to jump across this counter and beat you in a rod. Come on, take the five bucks, gentlemen. Oh, no, Poppy. No, no, Poppy. He's cursing at the other guy on the end of the phone. And now my sandwich is right at the borderline of unacceptable. And I realize if I don't leave this store in the next two or two minutes or so, I'm going to have to reheat this damn sandwich and bang down the deliciousness of this sandwich by 25%, which I don't want to do because I can't have this sandwich again for another month or so, that bastard. And I put my, and I, I put my hand on the shoulder and I said, listen, 
here's the five bucks. I'm leaving. Okay, Bobby, no problem. I'll give you change and come back. I don't want the change. I don't care. And I walk out the store and I'm like, yeah. Ha-ha. And I walk down the steps, trip, and drop my shit on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so I picked it up, threw it in the trash can, walked back in, ordered another sandwich. Nobody's in the store at this point. Sandwich is made quickly. Walk up to the counter. The guy just plugged. The guy did something, some kind of crap to the cash register. It's working perfectly. I walk up. Boop. There you go. You, hey, you got another sandwich, Pop? I said, yeah, I dropped the other one. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad. And then I walk out. Good thing about it was the sandwich was awesome. And there was a part of me that was going, hmm, is there a five-second rule for the street? Nah, it was, there was no way in hell I was going to pick that sandwich up. Yeah. I mean, if I really think about it, I mean, only the bottom half of the bread actually touched the ground. I could have I could have took the top part of it off. And, no, 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 that's gross, that's gross, that's gross. <laughs> Don't judge me, the sandwich is awesome. You, you, you know how awesome the damn sandwiches is. You would you would have thought about it, too. You wouldn't have done it, and I didn't do it, but you would have thought about it. Yeah, you would. Shut up. <laughs> Segment over. Well, folks, this, uh, that has been this episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is S. Anthony Thomas. I want to thank you guys very, very much for hanging around, for checking out the podcast, for telling friends. Thanks for being part of the Bastard Army. Folks, this podcast is everywhere. This podcast is on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. The home base is Podbean. And that's the host service of the podcast also. And also, of course, on the granddaddy iTunes, the email. And I know a lot of you know the email, but some of you new people do not. If you want to send in comments and declarations of love, please send them to talk to S Anthony at Gmail dot com. T-A-L-K-T-O-S-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y at Gmail dot com. Please follow me on social media. Where am I, you say? Well, I'm on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel that I'm going to be using very, very soon for some stuff. Please go and subscribe to that. Go to YouTube and look up S. Anthony Says. You will see a picture of my smiling face. And I want you to subscribe to that channel and click the bell for notifications. So when I start putting up some stuff that I think you'll like, you'll be notified immediately. I'm on Instagram at S. Anthony Thomas. You're damn right. Uh, I'm on Facebook, my verified page on Facebook. All you have to do is go on Facebook, go into the search box at the top, type in S. Anthony Says, and you will see my verified page. There's a blue check mark to indicate that it's actually me and it's been verified by Facebook. I'm on Twitter in two places. Uh, for me specifically, my Twitter page is at S. Anthony Thomas, and the Twitter page for this podcast is at S. Anthony Says. Folks, much, much love to you. Like I said, thanks for being part of the Bastard Army. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for telling your friends about the podcast. And if you haven't, please do. Much love to you all. And I will see you again next week. And I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I've been saying goodbye to you for four years. It's been changing a little bit over the course of time. Because when I went back and listened to some of the early episodes, I realized I said it uh, a little bit differently back then. I had forgotten. But now I say it like this. I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say it with me. Are you ready? Of course you are. Let's do it on the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Ah.